0: Hi, this is Jim Lobato. I'm the president and founder of a company called Performance Group. You're listening to the podcast version of a program that originally aired on BizTalk Radio Show. I started BizTalk so you can have access to today's leading experts about growing your company and yourself. BizTalk is produced by Performance Group, which is in the business of helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities and then align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a Salesforce development company. I hope you enjoy this podcast. On our program tonight is John Calipari, who is currently the head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats. John has led his teams that he's coached over the years to earn 10 conference titles, 11 NCAA tournament bursts, and two Final Four appearances in the NCAA tournament. In addition to that, he is the former coach of the New Jersey Nets and also coached at the college level at the University of Memphis and the University of Massachusetts. John, welcome to the program. Thank you. We've got to mention... You did all that stuff, and then you found time to come back and write the book, which we're going to talk about tonight, which is Bounce Back, Overcoming Setbacks to Succeed in Business and in Life. And I'd have to say, John, reading your book and going through here, but well, your timing is impeccable, because given what most people have gone through in the last year, there's probably plenty of people in the audience thinking about, man, I need to bounce back from this. So your timing appears to be pretty good.
1: Jim, it's funny. Uh- didn't write it with that in mind but it's you know they just got sent put in front of me something of ceo reed that was number three in business and it is a business book it's not it's a self-help book you you know what i'm saying jim it tries to get people to think different it's not a sports book it's not a a book of my life there's things about my life in there but it's not a uh a, a bio that's not what it is and and i also try to say in there that my the things that have rocked my world, that have knocked me on my knees, may not rate on the Richter scale to what maybe your listeners have been through, but when you're going through it, it is to you. It is to you, and it also—it's not about money. There could be a CEO who does have some money and has gotten absolutely whacked, and has been—it's been done in a mean way, and he's looking at what's next. How do I survive this? Do I ever get another opportunity? And that's what the book is about, you know, just thinking different when things are coming at you, things are out of your control a lot of times.
0: Yep. And what I liked about the introduction you had in your book, you wrote, it doesn't matter how you picked up the book and came to it, whether it's separation, divorce, foreclosure, downsizing, firing, obviously those are many paths that can bring people to where we're at today. And when I read your book, I thought, boy, you hit it right on, whatever... As, re, as you called it, rocked your world and brought you down to your knees. It's a good book that says, here's the steps to kind of go through. So I wanted to go through that a little bit. And first of all, I want to talk about the fact that being a head basketball coach, whether it's at the college level or whether it's at the NBA level, I'll never forget. I had a chance to hear Bob McKillop, who is the head coach at Davidson College, speak one time. And he said that the the precarious thing about being a college basketball coach is when you get fired, everybody knows. <laughs> Not just your immediate family, everybody knows.
1: Well, here's what happens. We all are going through our own thing and think we're, we're the only one in the world going through a firing, a divorce. or When you realize that millions of people are going through exactly what you're going through and that whoever can deal with that situation the best will thrive again. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like going through a season where Bob Rotella calls me and says, Cal, every team is tired and every team is having problems right now. It's late February. Whoever can deal with that the best and have fun with it, don't stick your head in the sand, but enjoy the challenge, is going to be the last man standing. Well, you look at that in life the same way. And when he said that to me, I did approach it that way. We had problems. We had tired players, and I had to deal with it in a fun way so that I can enjoy it. I'm trying to do the same here at Kentucky. You understand here, we're supposed to win every game yeah. by 30. But yeah. I'm going to have fun with this. I understand the pressure, but it, I'm going to put more on myself. But there's going to be ups and downs. With my own team, you try to talk in terms of next. It's not looking back at what happened. Yeah, you look back and learn from it, and then you can't spend much time on it. you got to go the other way. you got to rip the rear view mirror out of your car and look forward all right this happened some of it was fate some of it was self-inflicted it happened what do i learn from it and now where do i go with this and how do i go forward from this
0: you know you had some good advice in your book well not some there's a lot of good advice in fact what i liked about your book is you have a thing in there called practical which i thought was a good plan words But there are 58 practical points in your book and all summarized in an appendix. And what I liked about your first one where you talked about triggering events, that's the event where something has happened. And, And so the first practical point is appreciate the unexpected outcome of your triggering event will lead to and whom it will affect. In other words, take some gratitude that this actually happened to you. But also you go on in your book to say there's that initial... Stages of let the emotions run. So, talk to our audience about that for a second.
1: Well, here's the first one. One door closes, another door opens.
0: Okay. And you
1: look at an event and say, Wow, I got fired in New Jersey as the coach of the New Jersey Nets. And I got fired in a very public and a mean way. Maybe that was the point of, You're not supposed to be here. And it gave me an opportunity to go back to college. And I'll tell you what happened when I was an NBA coach. I had a young family. When you're a college coach, your family is really, really involved in the program. They come to the games, they'll come to practices, they're all you're usually close to the campus. Well in the in the pros you're in cities. You're not living there. Your family can't go to forty one home games. You're on the road during the season for like four months, and now your family's not really a part of it. Maybe it was you need to be with your family and you're shoved in another direction. I'll give you one more. A door opens as one closes. Um, Jude Thompson um, was the head of a health company, health insurance and a health company in Kentucky. 31-year-old CEO who thought this is my lifetime position. This is the job I will end my career with. All of a sudden a new board comes in and he gets fired. He gets let go. He's like, what am I going to do? Well, he ends up getting on, and now the CEO, and I know I'm talking now it's one job or another, the CEO of Papa John's. I'm making a point of this. Papa John's, he's doing a great job. The stock is rising. Would you really want to be in the health care business right now? Think about what. He didn't want to leave. They forced him out. But would you want to be in health care right now? So he gets pushed out. The other door opens. And it's a better door than the one he left, but he couldn't see it that way.
0: Yeah. It's, it's almost like things happen for a reason. Slow down and figure out what that reason is and try to figure out what it's telling you, the direction you should go in.
1: And, and fate intervenes at times. I mean, you, you have fate. Things happen in our lives. When, they're, when the fate happens good, we take it for granted. Well, you need to count your blessings. You need to drop to your knees and thank the Lord for what's happened. But the other side of it, when fate happens the other way, you've got to look at it and say, It happens, and I've got to deal with this, and I've got to deal with it in a positive way, knowing I had nothing to do with this, but you know what? I'm going to deal with this. And not only am I going through this, probably a million other people are going through it, and I've got to deal with that better than they deal with it.
0: We're talking with John Calipari, who just came out with his new book, which is Bounce Back, Overcoming Setbacks to Succeed in Business and in Life. And Coach, you talk about in your book a unique concept that I've never really heard explained before, and that is the kitchen cabinet. In fact, it's one of the seven practice plans you have in your book, and you can also download the seven practice plans from your website. But explain to our audience what you mean by a kitchen cabinet.
1: Well, what happens when, when you're going through that trigger event, uh, whatever it may be that rocks your world, that knocks you right on your knees, knocks you down, you need people in your life. Part of it is got to stay positive because no one wants to be around a negative person. So you can't just the, – the negative part of it has to be eliminated at some level. Now, you need to get things out and express yourself, but you need to be positive. And then you need to be around other people. You need to bring people in to the issue you're dealing with, and I call that the kitchen cabinet. As I wrote this book, my kitchen cabinet became – Bob Rotella. It became Harvey McKay. It became Ken Blanchard. But that's just because of my past. I got to know those people. And when I was fired, there was another group of people. Bob Markham, who was my AD when I was at UMass. Uh, James Flint, who worked with me, that was the head coach at UMass at the time, um, that followed me there. Uh, Joe Malone, a friend from, from Boston. Uh, Bob Rotella, a sports psychologist. So I had people that I could talk to, run things by, that weren't going to just give me the answers I wanted to hear, that were going to be real. If I had issues, I would talk to them about it. They would give me their feedback. They were honest with me. It's not everything I wanted to hear. But they gave me their opinions, and then they're enlisted to help you. Now you've got cheerleaders. you got people that are now invested in you and are going to do what they can to help you.
0: John, when you look at your professional career and you look at what you've been through in that, you have to kind of wonder, well, who taught John how to bounce back?
1: Well, part of, you know, my background, you know, I I say my grandparents came through Ellis Island, my grandfather went to, Uh, Clarksburg, West Virginia, was a coal miner, went underground. That's where we started our American dream. My dad and mother high school educated, great people. They are grinders. They're grinders. Uh, The ups and downs of growing up, you know, Friday was payday. That was every Friday we got paid, and that's when there was a little extra money in the house. Uh, Things didn't always go right. So you're growing up in a household where nothing was necessarily easy but you always had what you needed you never had a lot more than that but I think for my parents my mother was always the upbeat you can do whatever you want she was a dreamer um my dad was the grinder double shifts and then come back and cut the grass why would you do that who else is gonna do it gotta do what you gotta do so I think my upbringing helped me but when you're down I didn't have a book to go to I didn't have a plan I went and said, this is what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to get in better shape physically. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to lift some weights. I'm going to get my body right to get my self-esteem back. I'm going to start putting together a group of people that I think can help me and be honest with me. And I left one off my kitchen cabinet, Larry Brown, and I apologize for that. But Larry Brown was the one that got me back in because I would be talking to him. He said, why don't you join me on my staff? There's always got to be people around you. And then I tried to stay positive. I tried to have my family always see me in a good frame of mind because they were going to feed off of me and they were going to watch. But I was guessing, Jim. I was guessing. And that's why I wrote the book. I had people come back to me and say, how did you do this? How did you overcome what happened to you in that public way where, at the time, Jim, I never thought I'd work again? If anybody read what they wrote about me and believed it, who was going to hire me? Yeah. And so you just think that you're you're done. And so, you know, people coming back at me and saying, how did you do it? That's the impetus for me to go out in the backyard and write 250 pages on a legal pad and give it to my kitchen cabinet who said you don't look like you can spell and you better get somebody to write this for you, but you got something here.
0: And one of the points I wanted to touch on, is the fact that you you point out in your book learn from your experience and, and and when you talk about it it sounds very obvious but i i've I've come to learn that that is almost a talent in other words people have the ability to have some retrospect back on what they've done in your particular case what advice can you give to the audience who's been through something but they're, they're not really gifted at looking back and figuring out how to learn from experience. How did you do that? Was it just a quiet it, it, moment? You wrote something down? What did you do? Well,
1: it, there's a couple things, Jim. It takes time because when that trigger event happens, the, the, the emotions are so raw, you don't think logically. Uh, that's why I say you don't jump at the first thing the first week. You've got to give things time for you to grieve a little bit, you know, because you're going to go through different stages, anger being one. Well, let me just tell you, angry and fear, the physiology is the same in your body. So anger becomes fear, and that's why you got to get by the anger, because if you're doing things in an angry way or a fearful way, think about it. You're not logical. You're not doing things the right way. You're not thinking the way you need to think. The other, the other side of it, as you look at it, and you look back is can you be honest and then can you come up with what you think it was and go back to that person or persons and say is this am I seeing this right you know in my case with the Nets um, one of it is my demeanor during games was you know wasn't what it needed to be In 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 a college setting it was fine in a pro setting it wasn't fine now It wasn't that I was mean in practice or yelled or went crazy. I didn't do that. But in a game, my demeanor was too much for the pro setting. Um, You know, I wasn't close enough with the new owners. The team was bought by another group. You look back and say if I had to do it over again, I would have done a better job here. I also would have done a better job in practice, doing more in practice and less in the game. I would have worried more about my team than the, propon- the opponent in preparing for the opponent. I would have been doing more with my own team. Now, that being said, we went to the playoffs in year two. Mm-hmm. And we had the highest finish of a Nets team in, the I don't know, five or seven years. Yet, when I look back, there were things that I could have done to even improve on that. And at the end of the day, in the pro league, if your team loses, they're firing you. It doesn't matter about injuries. It doesn't matter about... Your team loses. We were three and seventeen. We lost our point guard. We didn't have a backup point guard. We had this that, that. None of that matters. You're getting fired. But when I look back and said, these are three or four things. If I had to do over again, I would change. But that took me time. That didn't happen in the first weeks.
0: Now, and you also talk about in your book how you roll that forward and you develop new habits, so the things you've learned then become part of you. And I thought that was really good advice.
1: Yeah, and I think you, you know, you look at it and say, why was I this way, and what can I do to ensure that that is not what stops me again? And and let me say this. There'll be other things to stop you now. There'll be other things that fate intervenes again and knocks you down. There are other. The greatest thing about bouncing back, when you do it once, the next one that comes at you, you have a process to get by it. You also know with each passing day it gets better because you've gone through it see there are a lot of young people that'll be going through their first bounce back the first thing that's happened the first time their world has been rocked and they're like wow this is never going to end no it's going to end but it's going to be painful and it's going to be a process and it's not going to happen overnight and are you going to be able to be persistent enough and think in a positive way so that people want to gravitate to you the negative person at the water fountain or at the water cooler no one, they'll avoid it until they leave. That positive person that makes you feel good, that when you're around them makes you feel better, is like a magnet. You want to be the magnet, especially when you're down. They say this, reaching out to other people and you're struggling. Well, they say the most powerful prayers are that of a suffering man. Well, if that's the case, which I believe it is, then when you're down and out,
0: think of what it
1: means by you then reaching out to someone else and trying to help other people as you struggle reaching into your pocket and giving to something when you know man i just got fired from my job but i got to do this i've got to help this person well that is the essence of what me what i mean by it changes how you think and that's what we try to do with this book
0: yeah because you you mentioned too in the book, which I think is great, and the book we're talking about is Bounce Back, Overcoming Setbacks to Succeed in Business and in Life. At one point in the book, I think it's page 177, at that point you have 12 steps listed in the book to bouncing back. And that, and again, what I enjoy about your book, it is a step-by-step process, one laid out like I've never seen before. So anybody in your audience right now who feels like their world has been rocked, to use your terms, this is a great book to pick up. And it's a quick read, by the way. It's a quick read, and it's easy to understand. And if you go through it, you say, that's the roadmap I want. Now, one of the things you mentioned, I, I said at page 177, is don't settle, but don't fear reinvention either. So what advice do you give people about reinventing themselves?
1: Well, in in, in some cases, uh, you've been painted a certain way, or there's things that have happened to you, or the things that you've done to yourself that you've got to come out and say, let me reinvent myself. I talk about Al Gore going through the presidential debacle that he went through, coming back, and then winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Come on, I mean, I mean, this guy reinvented uh, Martha Stewart. And again, these are one is self-made and the other is fate. But they, and you could say, well, they're wealthy people. Let me tell you, when when you go through what they've gone through. If you think money mattered, you're crazy. It didn't matter. And there are other issues with that that you talk about where you've got to come back and say, all right, I'm going to do things different. In my case, you know, it takes time. I mean, I, I didn't come back right away and go to the dribble drive because you're not sure of yourself yet. When I got fired, I was just, you start questioning yourself as a, as a coach. Can I do this? I mean, am I, am I, can I get back to where I was? Well, here's my issue or here's my point to everyone listening. If you've been there once, oh, you can get back. Because you've been there once. You've proven to yourself you can do it. And that means even having a wonderful relationship to get back to that. You can do it. And so I'm looking at this right now saying to everyone listening that whatever you're going through, you can do this If you're thinking different than you are maybe at this moment, can you learn? Can you stay positive? Can you understand some things are fate? Don't say "Why me?" I didn't deserve it. It's happened to another million people. Can you deal with it the best? And you're right. This book does go through points of emphasis where here's the next step up. Here's the next thing. And 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 I try hard in this again to touch it not on just job loss, but on all kind of other things that happen that really knock you down and have you thinking bad thoughts and have you thinking in a negative way.
0: John, is there one question that I haven't asked you on this program that I should have asked you?
1: Um, You know, I, I think at the end of the day, when you get back and you get going, understand what you've been through. And then reach out to someone else, maybe with this book or maybe with the plan that you've gone through to help someone else. Um, one of the things Bob Rotella called me, one of the golfers on the tour who was the uh, the went from amateur to pro and was struggling, Bob gave him the book. He said, you need to read this book. And the guy read it, like you said, a quick read, and he read it in at one evening. He started it seven o'clock and then and call Bob and said you know what I'm thinking different about this I loved it and you know what that's what this is supposed to be this may be you have gone through an unbelievable thing you'll read this book and say I went through every stage of this and this is what I was doing well then you grab that book and you give it to somebody else and let them read it as you bounce out of this when you're in the middle of it Jim help somebody else when you're in the middle of it help somebody else reach out to somebody else struggling And when you get through it, go back and start picking up different people that you know are struggling and going through things. And you know what? You'll be bigger and stronger and and more fulfilled than you've ever been in your life. And it's after getting absolutely knocked, gutted, kicked, bunched, and you'll say, I feel more fulfilled than I've ever felt in my life. And that's after overcoming this. And that's what I would tell you at the end of the day I'm hoping happens with this book.
0: Coach, if they wanted to learn more, what website would they go to?
1: Coachcal.com, dot com. Hit bounce back. Give your story of your bounce back because if you do, someone else is going to read it and say, "Wow, I'm going through the same thing. I'm going to be okay." Um, those are the things I would tell you to do. And and Jim, this is a great conversation. And I hope my my biggest hope in this. And again, it was the Wall Street Journal number five in business for a couple weeks and. New York Times, it got the thirteenth on the business, and, and now the CEO read it's it's three in the business section. What it means is it's helping people. And I'll tell you what, I got a letter in there from a, a young man from Utah, Eric Satterfield, and he writes me a letter. It brought tears to my eyes when I got it. I listened to you on a radio show, and, Coach, I was going through a tough time. I had just lost my dream job. I pulled the car over and listened to what you said, and he mentions three or four points I mentioned on that radio show. And he said, you know what? It changed what I did. I went out. I, I stayed positive. I asked for help, and guess what? I got a better job than the one I have. I just want to tell you this. That's a W for me, Jim. That is a W. That's like winning a big basketball game. And so what I hope is there are many, many of those who read the book.
0: There are plenty of opportunities to help, especially right now. I think one of the best gifts you can give anybody is the gift of knowledge and direction. And this is one of the books I'd recommend. The book we're talking about is Bounce Back, Overcoming Setbacks to Succeed in Business and in Life. Coach, thanks for being on the program. Jim, thank you so much. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website, at www.biztalkradioshow.com. Or you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies how to take your sales force to the next level, you can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509 or visit us on the web at www.pmgllc.net.